Hello and welcome into episode 12 of Sports Are Funny with George Arjour. Today we got a jam-packed show, uh, a lot of little stories here in the news that we want to talk about. Just to give you a little rundown before we get to the episode, we're going to talk, be talking about Kevin Garnett claiming that the Celtics broke LeBron and caused him to go to Miami. How ridiculous that, that sounds in hindsight. The Ravens have been accused of cheating and filming sidelines, just like the Patriots, and uh, no one's really talking about it because they aren't the Patriots, so no one really seems to really care about it, but we'll talk about why that it could be or could not be a big deal. Uh, we'll break down a little bit of the NFL playoffs, uh, what's left here with a couple uh, weeks left in the season, and a little bit of uh, Premier League, oh, not Premier League, sorry, the uh, El Clasico, and why just like so much better with Ronaldo. So if you don't like soccer, like you can skip the end because I know a lot of people are not soccer fans here in the United States for some reason, even though... Um, it is called the beautiful game for a reason, but we'll, we'll get to that when I'm when we're talking about that. So, first, uh, before we get started, here's a word from our sponsor. So enjoy that and enjoy the episode. This is a, episode twelve of Sports Are Funny. All right, so today we're going to talk about how Kevin Garnett went on Bill Simmons' podcast with Adam Sandler. I haven't listened to the whole podcast yet, but if you like sports, you've seen this already. It's going around the internet. Kevin Garnett said, uh, basically, pull up this exact quote here. Let's keep it. Uh, we broke LeBron. The C's didn't give a fuck about LeBron. We broke LeBron. You understand how he got to Miami? He was trying to consolidate because he didn't want the pressure on him. You understand? Question mark. Saying to Bill Simmons uh, via the Bill Simmons podcast. Great podcast. One of my favorites kind of inspired this, helped us inspire this country, to be honest with you. He just did a really great podcast. But Kevin Garnett, man. First of all, I have not seen a team milk one championship kind of like the Boston Celtics have of 2008. First of all, saying that he broke LeBron and forced him to go uh, to Miami. It's almost like saying that Kawhi or Serge Ibaka broke the Golden State Warriors or Marcus Ole broke the Golden State Warriors and ended their dynasty. It just It's just not true and it's ridiculous. Kevin Garnett, man, the guy just barks all the time. They always talk shit. And honestly, in Miami, LeBron James broke them uh, after they talked so much shit before game, I want to say after game five, and LeBron James went and had maybe his most iconic game as a Miami Heat in game six of the uh, semifinals, I believe, and knocked off the Celtics, and that was the end of their dynasty. My question to Kevin Garnett here is, what are you talking about? Kevin, you couldn't win in Minnesota, so you went and joined forces with Paul Pierce and Ray Allen and, in a way, created the first big three in the NBA. Uh, a lot of people say maybe Charles Barkley and Hakeem Olajuwon and Scottie Pippen in Houston did that. They were all past their prime, and uh, that wasn't a championship-caliber team. So I, I really kind of look at KG and the Celtics as that first big three, 
And I have no problem with big threes. I have no problem with stacking the deck. We see it this year, the first time ever NBA ratings are down, even though the Lakers are really good. It's because we don't have a big three. We don't have that intimidating force. We don't have that villain. The Celtics, in a way, were that villain. The Miami Heat later on when LeBron went there were that villain. The Golden State Warriors with Kevin Garnett, uh, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thomas forcing, making a big four became that villain. But this Celtics team has become unbearable and unlikable. They have Ray Allen went and left and joined Miami. What broke Ray Allen, uh, Kevin? Did your did you guys' like temperament? Was it your trash talking was it the way what what broke that i'm gonna read the whole transcript here but you got to remember kevin garnett man he left minnesota so what is he talking about when he says that oh we broke lebron james i want to know if if you kevin i'm asking you right now if you broke lebron james who broke you in minnesota was it kobe bryant in the lakers and forced you to go do a big three i want to know who broke kevin garnett because if you broke lebron and force the big three to happen. That means someone broke you and forced that big three to happen. The smartest guy out of this whole entire Celtics 2008 championship is Ray Allen. It seems like he has no relationship with these clowns anymore because all they do is go around and talk shit when really you won one championship. You probably should have won another, but you guys' ego got way too big to win. And that's the truth. You squandered an opportunity to win two, three championships and won one. And there's nothing wrong with winning one championship. And I love Kevin Garnett and I love that Celtics team. But for you to say that you broke LeBron James is absolutely wrong. Let's go through this transcript of of the uh, exchange between him and Simmons. Simmons said, you are trying to get into his head. You feel like you can break LeBron at this point. Garnett, we broke LeBron. Simmons in game five. Garnett, so get your ass out of here with that. You understand how we got to Cleveland. How how we got to Miami, Bill. You remember that? Simmons, oh, that's true. You broke him in 2010. Fair enough. So stop bringing it up, Garnett said. Simmons said, fair enough. Simmons seems like he's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Garnett, so they were talking shit to him, the media, and you know that they had an agenda in which we wasn't part of the agenda. You understand, right? And that's how we ended up winning that series. Yeah, I said it. Simmons, so do you think you pushed LeBron too far in game five? Because in game six, he's unbelievable. Garnett, what are you talking about? Pushed him too far. Simmons, nothing. Seems like he's tired of it. Garnett, man, listen, let me tell you something. The C's... We didn't give a fuck about LeBron. We didn't fear LeBron. And we didn't think he could beat all five of us. And that's how it felt. He was trying to consolidate because he didn't want the pressure on him. You understand. You know, at some point here, Garnett has to understand he's being a clown. And that's just the truth of it. (laughs) I mean, God, man. Like, he literally thinks that Kevin Garnett, just just to tell you, first of all, he's a studio gangster, and you joined a super team, and you did exactly what LeBron did. Instead of winning three, four championships in your career, LeBron has three right now. Could possibly get a fourth because the team is maybe the best team in the NBA at this moment. You lost, and you only won one, and that's maybe because you're full of shit and you are a studio gangster. 
barking all the time. Like I, I love Kevin Garnett, man. This just really disappointed me. The lack of respect, the shit talking, when in general, maybe him and LeBron have some sort of beef that we don't all know about in the media. But in general, this is just wrong. It's not a way to do things, and he's just popping off because his bitch ass went to Minnesota himself. Just an absolute shit show of an interview. All right, so that that's about that. I want to move on to how the internet is claiming the Baltimore Ravens are cheating. And if you haven't seen this story, you can visit our website, sontsports.com. I put it, I put it up on the website. Um, you can see exactly uh, what, what I'm talking about here. I'll try to link it up here in the show notes. But... It looks like we might have ourselves a mini controversy that no one is going to talk about. And probably nothing's going to happen because it is the Baltimore Ravens and not the uh, evil empire of the New England Patriots. So Twitter handle, give him, this give this guy credit, World War II Felger, F-E-L-G-E-R, uh, was on the Ravens website and said the Ravens have something on their site called 360 replay. It contains a consistently suspicious angle on the opponent's sidelines. This appears to be proprietary footage. How is this different? Turn over the tapes. And he went on to, you know, go check out their um, feed where they have like this 360 like VR camera that like films during the game to give them footage to use for later in their films to post on their website. And it's literally like VR goggles on steroids. And you get the whole sideline views. And you kind of get a 360 view of every sideline of teams they played. Now, the difference here, obviously, is these are coming out after the game instead of before the game. So, like, they play the game against the, uh, let's say, the 49ers, right? They finish that game. They don't see the tape until way later. So, it's not like they can use the tape right away for their advantage. But where it gets interesting here is how if they play the 49ers later on in the playoffs what if they or in the Super Bowl? What if they play the Patriots in the playoffs and they have this tape? Is this tape good enough for them? Is, is this serious enough for them to be investigated? Is this tape going to be turned over? Um, there's a lot of things here that if you are a fan of a Baltimore Ravens, this is kind of, this is kind of suspicious in my opinion. I mean, look. I'm not a football coach, but if I was a football coach and I was going to cheat, I'm going to do it in the most creative way possible. And what's a more creative way than make something called a 360-degree uh, footage, keep that 360-degree footage, get get pictures of sidelines, make sure that all these sidelines are you know uh, filmed, and then use it later on without anyone really suspecting it because it's, oh, it's footage on their website. To me, it's almost a genius way of cheating. And... I almost think that this is worth investigating. So if you haven't seen this, check it out. This is kind of like, you know, with the uh, New England Patriots. If the Patriots were doing this, we'd 110% be talking about it all day. It would lead Center, and everyone would be calling the Patriots cheaters. When I posted that the Patriots were being investigated on our Facebook page, Sports on Tap, we got like right away like 50 shares on that article. People were so excited to spread the news that the Patriots were cheating. When we post something about the Ravens cheating, we got like five, six shares. Why? Because people, first of all, the Patriots have been caught cheating before. So when the Patriots have been caught cheating in the past, that means, you know, they're suspicious. 
you know, they are a prime candidate and people hate them because they've won six Super Bowls, let's be frank. So that's something really important here, in my opinion, to keep our eyes out on this little mini controversy. Is anything going to come out of it? We're going to find out. And in the meantime, go to songsports.com and check it out. Now, we're going to get to the NFL standings in a little bit of uh, today's El Clasico. But first, we're going to stop, take a quick break, get a word from our sponsor, Today's a little bit of a shorter episode. We're going to do one more later, hopefully this week, with football picks. And then starting next, probably not next week because it's Christmas, but right after New Year's, we're going to start lining up guests every week. We're going to have you know two or three shows a week, hopefully one or two guests a week, and we're going to really get into this. So stay tuned for that. If you have any guest recommendations, you can send them to me. Uh, just DM me, Twitter, at sports, the letter R, funny pod. All right. Quick word from our sponsor. All right, we're back. Um, don't forget to go check out Anchor.fm. Go create your own podcast. It's always a lot of fun. All right, so I just want to, like I said, today's going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast. We don't got too much to talk about, but I just want to give you guys a little updates on the sports world, and I want to talk a little bit about the NFL playoff picture. So we can assume now that there are there's basically one Technically, there's two spots available in the AFC, but technically one unless Houston collapses here and loses their last two games and things fall in other directions with tiebreakers. Um, Otherwise, there's only two spots left in the AFC, and that's between Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Um, We'll throw Houston into that mix because I guess if Tennessee wins their last two and Houston loses their last two and they play each other week 17 in Houston, Tennessee would take that division. But then with tiebreakers and stuff, they think they have the tiebreaker against Pittsburgh. But what would have to happen there is there's a lot of different scenarios. Um, Overall, we can now assume Baltimore is probably going to have that number one overall seed, barring a collapse. New England, most likely, as long as, well, New England, if they win out, they have the number two seed. Buffalo would have to, could vault all the way maybe to the number two seed with so many different things happening. They'd have to win both games, one against New England and then against the Jets. New England would have to lose their last two games. Uh, New England would have the tiebreaker over Buffalo um, no matter what. So uh, it, so New England would have to lose their last two. But overall, we're going to be looking at the playoff picture here with Baltimore, New England as the one and two. And then we're going to probably have Kansas City three facing off, let's say, against Pittsburgh. And if it all holds four, we're going to have Houston and Buffalo um, playing the four or five. So the AFC is pretty set as of today. I still believe in the New England Patriots. Um, It's kind of funny. Every time there's a cheating scandal for the Patriots, I feel like good things happen to them. They had Spygate 1. They went undefeated the rest of the season. They did lose in the Super Bowl, but they did reel out the most historic regular season in history of football. You have... um, So you have that going. 
then you had Deflategate, where they won the Super Bowl. And then they came back and won another Super Bowl after Tom Brady's suspension. So now with Deflategate Part or uh, Spygate Part 2, I'm worried that not well, not worried, but I'm worried for the rest of the league that this could just mean that New England is ready to reel off a historic season again. So stay tuned for that. That that could be absolutely scary if you're the rest of the AFC. But it looks like the AFC playoffs are going to go through Baltimore, who has their own cheating scandals we just talked about. Keep everything in mind. Um, Tennessee could still make it. I feel like Tennessee really blew their opportunity there. First quarter, they should have just ran that ball. They could have went up 7 nothing early in the game. Instead, they threw a pick 6 um, and went down 14 nothing, a four, uh, 7 nothing, A 14-point swing right away just with a snap of the finger to change the game. To move on to the NFC, you got right now the Seahawks as the one seed, the Packers as the two seeds, the Saints as the three seed, Cowboys, San Francisco, and Minnesota. So really, you got two spots open here, but basically it's Minnesota's to lose unless the Rams obviously win their last two, Minnesota loses their last two, then um, then you have a different scenario there. But let's assume for fun that Minnesota's there. You're going to have Dallas and Philadelphia playing in what is been kind of a shit show division, but both teams, whoever wins this week will be above 500 and have the tiebreaker in the division. It's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens. Um, my prediction here, I'm a big Seahawks fan. I really want them to make the Super Bowl, but I have an eerie feeling that we're going to get a Packers Patriots Super Bowl between Brady and Rodgers. I don't know why. It's just a feeling. It's just a hunch. I'm hoping to prove myself wrong with it. And I think the NFC East is going to be decided to um, one one team I would do by the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Cowboys. That's one team I want to keep our eyes out in the playoffs. I mean, Carson Wentz has been throwing to nobody and everybody hates Carson Wentz for some reason. But Carson Wentz is actually having a fantastic season and not getting as much credit as where credit's due for it. He has 3,400 yards, 25 touchdowns and seven picks. He's having a top 10 NFL quarterback season. Is it a top five? No. Is it an MVP caliber season? No. But I urge fans who hate Carson Wentz to, you know, start naming who Carson Wentz is throwing touchdowns to other than Zach Ertz. Like last game against the Washington Redskins. Let's go through the box score and see. Can you name his wide receivers. Greg Ward Jr., seven catches, 61 yards. Dallas Godert, five catches, 55 yards. Miles Sanders, six catches, 50 yards, and he's a running back. Boston Scott, seven catches for 39 yards, also a running back. Zach Ertz, five for 61. The other, the, his wide receivers are Greg Ward Jr. and Dallas Godert. And you want to tell me that Carson Wentz is no good. He went 30 for 43, 266 for three touchdowns, no picks. But he needed a fourth quarter comeback to beat the Redskins. Yeah, well, you know what? When you put up 37 points, you're not the offense is not the problem. Carson Wentz did his job. Keep your eye out for the Philadelphia Eagles making a playoff run. I, I really believe that the... If they are the four seed and they have to play a five seed 
49ers. I do understand the 49ers are better than the Eagles, but can Philadelphia win one home game? Absolutely. So keep that in mind, and then you never know what happens. We see a lot of lower seeds make runs in the NFL playoffs, and we might see it again. Last subject of the day, I just want to talk a little bit of soccer. Not, not too much. I don't got much to say. But today was El Clasico, Barcelona, and Real Madrid. And this is my first year as a really big soccer fan watching the game. And I, I got to say, soccer is starting to really fascinate me. I know 0-0, but there's a lot of action, a lot of defensive tactics. Um, tactics. And I noticed, you know, there were protesters outside the stadium. There's protesters inside the stadium wanting to have, you know, independence from Spain, uh, Barcelona area. I think it's called Catalina. I'm not the biggest uh, politics, uh, Spanish politics guy, so I'm not maybe the best first to give the rundown on this. But go Google it. And in general, I feel like this game maybe did not live up to the hype of, you know, being, oh, my God, this is El Clasico. This is... For you know the biggest rivalry in probably all of sports. So I mean, we think that uh, the the Patriots and Giants are a big rivalry, or the Cowboys and Redskins. No, 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 no. I, Real Madrid and Barcelona is a real rivalry. Manchester United, Manchester City is a real rivalry. I mean, we're talking about European rivalries that are much bigger and far, much more history than we have here in the states. Like we gotta respect that at some point because I know a lot of the soccer haters, oh soccer's gay. I hate when people say that. Like it's it's just not right. Like I hate when people say that. It's like it's kind of like demeaning to the uh to the word as well. Like they use that word. I, I've heard it so many times and it's like I go on Twitter. I'm not the one who says it, but people say that stuff, and it's really demeaning. First of all, it's not it's not a good use of the word. And second of all, it just shouldn't be said. Like, at the end of the day, this is a great sport. Just because there's low scoring doesn't make it bad. Anyway. Um, oh, drop my pen there. We're going to have to sign off. I do want to thank you all for listening. And I'm sorry if I offended anyone about the soccer thing. You guys got to check it out. It's a great sport. And um, I absolutely love it. I'm starting to really, really love it. So I hope uh, you guys all enjoy the rest of the week. It's the holiday season. We'll start talking about some Christmas movies later on this week. And enjoy the... um, the weekend and we'll come back hopefully for one more episode of sports are funny before the weekend we're signing off thanks oh thank you